0: welcome to the keto life podcast your place for all things keto we'll cover tips strategies and research that will help you get the most out of your ketogenic diet now here's your host michael lee hey guys welcome to my very first episode of the keto life podcast by michael lee I'm obviously Michael Lee, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my first podcast. So make sure you leave me feedback at the end. Let me know what I can do to improve it or whatever. But, so initially I started out this uh, this Keto Life uh, about eight months ago, and I, I um, started doing some masterclasses on my Facebook page. Uh, the Keto Life uh, Facebook page, basically exactly the same as the uh, heading if you're watching on YouTube. And I it grew so popular uh, that, People kept requesting a bit more about the masterclasses that I was doing, so I decided to put it all into more of an audio format. Some podcasts you can listen to the in the car or on the treadmill or wherever you are right now. So you can see, listen to me, and HD uh, audio quality, and um, you know, hopefully you get some information out. We have some fun. I'm going to bring some guests on uh, over the next few podcasts, and we're going to go weekly sort of stuff. So you can keep in, ingrained in the in the, the keto pod, uh, keto culture and keto uh, lifestyle and uh, it's truly amazing. So I hope you you enjoy this podcast and everyone that I bring forward uh, from now on. So let's get into it, hey? So what I'm gonna do initially is talk a little bit more about myself because this is the first episode, you wanna know how I got into the keto lifestyle, what, I, what I've what i been doing and how I've uh, transcended from what I was doing to what I'm doing now. So if you're watching on the video, you can see a big fat photo of my face and uh, up in the top right hand corner, you can see the photo of uh, me now. I'm a little bit, I look a little bit different to what I was. I have been bodybuilding for a long time. I've been in a fitness, well, I've been training for 24 years uh, personally and also as a, as a personal trainer. So it's been a long time of what I've been doing and uh, what, what I've seen and done over the years. I've literally done everything in my career uh, when it comes to training and eating. So I do have a good representation of what, what it takes uh, to get lean, stay lean, um, stay fit, stay healthy, all these things, because I've tried every aspect of fitness and nutrition. And I have been looking for a very, 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 very long time on things that work for me. And I'm telling you now, keto is the only thing that I've ever really been able to stick to and done um, uh, efficiently and, and effectively the whole time. And it's it's been enjoyable and it's not something that I'm, I feel like I'm missing out on anything. So I've, and that was about um, uh, eight months ago that I really started. I've done it previously to that, but I started out with a really, really bad relationship from with food from a very, very young age. So when I started out, uh, well, even before fitness, I really enjoyed just eating and i 'd binge eat and i 'd eat a lot of food and and then i wouldn 't eat and I, I had a very much a self image issue when i was when I was younger, which a lot of people do but it 's not so much talked about when you 're a guy um, and you 're starting out with these things guys aren't looked upon as much. It is a bit more uh, now in 2018 um, with the advent of social media and people Instagramming the, uh, their highlight reels and such that people have more of a uh, body image and uh, trying to keep upkeep with that. But even back in, God, when I was a kid, was that the late, the 80s, I I still had a self-image problem and an image with a bad relationship with food. So I would be reading these magazines and things like that because I was always interested in fitness and and so on, So which sort of uh, uh, accelerated um, my my personal issues with food and, and my body image. So when I'd read these things and do these things, I'd get into trying to build muscle and build size. Even oh, even at around about 12, I was trying to do that, lifting sandbags and doing exercise in my backyard and thinking that I'd eat eggs and drinking raw eggs because like, I watched Rocky a million times. So I'd watch Rocky and, and I'd be doing all these stupid things with food. And yeah, it never really worked out. It actually made it worse as I went along. As I got older and older, uh, Food, food was yeah it wasn't it wasn't good to me so i would I would try these diets I'd try and bulk up if you could see if you're looking on the video you can see the picture there. I was quite a big guy like i I, I just eat because I thought i the the more I ate the bigger I'd get and I train hard and that sort of thing but I look at images of myself when I was younger and I'm like I look like I ate myself I really wasn't in that good of a shape but um I just had a lot of muscle and a lot of bulk and uh really wasn't a good way to live and I'm sure you listening, you could probably relate to that, is that you could, you probably all have a million stories, and email me the stories, I'd like to hear them, about the issues that you had when you were, when you were um, growing up, and you know, even now with food, because food is not a four-letter word. People seem to think, sorry, diet is not, well, food's a four-letter word too. Diet's not just a four-letter word, it, 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 it's, it's something that should be life giveth, not life taketh away, and the problem with now particularly as we get, as as we get more and more um like in like 2018 food is become so people have such bad relationships with food that it causes such distress and depression and 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 you, when you relate that much to food like that all the time it really does become Quite, uh, it, it, quite a bad relationship. And you really do feel that, that you know, food isn't good. It's, it's bad. And, and you've got to eat like this a certain way and this a certain way all the time. And if you're not doing that, then you get depressed and sad. And when you're eating well, you feel good, but you think, oh, this isn't going to last because it's hard. And it's just not sustainable. And it's not a way to live your life. If you're finding that food is something that you have to use some mega amounts of discipline for. And you have to think about all the time and you all this sort of stuff. And you probably hear it all the time that food as a lifestyle. Well, it really is, but you got to find the right way to eat and the right way to do it, the right way for you, and it's gotta feel sustainable, and it's gotta feel enjoyable, and it's gotta feel like that you're doing it because you want to, not because you have to. And it's supposed to give you energy and make you feel not feel hungry and craving other things. And most importantly, food's gotta make you, and your diets are gonna make you feel like you're missing out on anything. If you feel like you're missing out, then you're in big trouble because eventually it's gonna catch up with you. All that discipline is gonna go all out the window when you've got uh, all that all that discipline is going to go out the window when you've got when you've got uh, someone puts a cake in front of you or something and you you've had a you've have had a bad day and you and you're an emotional eater and you want to eat you know cake or biscuits or chocolate or whatever your your vice may be that's when you're really going to start to have issues so I digress back to me when when I was uh, eating, I would be eating high carb, low carb, um, high fat, low fat, but I never really did keto. I did all the bodybuilding diets and all that sort of stuff. And I had success. Like I would compete in bodybuilding shows. There would be moments when I'd be super shredded and I'd be, you know, 4% body fat and look good, but it was not sustainable to the point where I was almost getting a food disorder, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, a, a, a food eating disorder from those kind of diets because it wasn't sustainable but I wanted to have that look and feel but I didn't want to maintain that diet so that's where the, the problem came and it, and it had been going on with me for a very, very long time and so I really, really wanted to start this sort of podcast and uh, and the keto stuff because I really want to bring this to people because it's such an important thing to have a diet in your life um, a food lifestyle, food regimen that is fun and it's it's yum and, and it has an amazing amount of health benefits and it doesn't make you feel miserable all the time because you feel like you're missing out on this and that and that and you don't want to go through your life living like that because it's not fun and you only live once so it might as well be in good good shape, good health, with a good mentality and enjoying everything and enjoying the things you eat. So that's why the, I started Keto Life because it is, Keto Life becomes a life and it becomes fun and uh, you'll find that you'll get people if you're doing it now or you used to do it that you'll get people telling you that keto isn't the way you know, all these problems with them, blah, 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 yet they don't know about any of the research or they don't back it up with much research or evidence. And they're just scared because it's something new. Well, it's not new. It's been around since nine, the twenties and the 1920s, but it's only sort of coming to the forefront recently. And people don't like different, they like, don't like change. So if you change your body and you get leaner and stuff like that, people will tell you, look too skinny. Um, then you put, they'll be the first people when you put weight back on to tell you, you look, Or oh, what happened to you? You know, that diet didn't work out and blah, 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 blah. And you, you, you know, that that this becomes a, a vicious cycle which actually doesn't help your mood and help makes you more depressed and makes you have an even a worse relationship with food and exercise. So keto is definitely something that I really think can help change a lot of lives. I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I'm saying it's for almost everyone. And if you really get into it and if you're on and if you're listening now and you are on that other side, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like um, I related this the other day to someone when they're uh when you're having kid, when you've had a kid, you don't know what it's like to be a parent to actually have that have that child. Before that, you could have a guess. But then when you go, uh, I get it now. That's what it's like with keto when you're on keto. Well, maybe not that bad. But when you're on keto, that's what it feels like. It's 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 one of the things you don't understand until you actually fat adapted, you're right into it. And you that's why people go on about it. And you can't understand if you're not doing keto or you're not fully fat adapted. It is Life changing and game changing, and you don't understand. And when you get into that stage and you feel really good, it's amazing. So, as I said, I was, uh, tried every diet known to man with limited success. So it work for a little bit and then it wouldn't and then I'd go back. So I'd be gaining weight, losing weight. And this has been going on for years and years, over 24 years. So I tried high carb, low carb, high protein, the seafood diet, meaning I just literally ate everything that I seen. I wanted to bulk up and be strong as an ox and wear 4XL shirts and find no clothes that fit me and have everyone stare at me. But you know, that wasn't good. So my younger stupid days. So I've always, like I was saying before, I've always been a yo-yo dieter. Diets have never never been something I've been able to stick to and that's what they became. They just became these short chunks of um, food food preparation of a style that I would do. And then I would just revert back, gain weight, become miserable, do it again. And so as a man and a fitness uh someone who's in fitness and an athlete, you would think I wouldn't have these issues, but I'm telling you now almost everyone does. Everyone in the world will have these these sort of issues especially first world problems Uh, we have issues with food because there is abundance of food there's an abundance of everything and we can literally whatever we want whenever we want um, in the amount of quantities we want without anyone questioning us so if you wanted to go out and only eat Mars bars 24 hours a day seven days a week well that's literally what you can do Uh, if you just want to eat lettuce and and tomatoes that's what you can do so then there's all these different types of diets so people try them because always looking for the answer but the problem is we have such an abundance of food that there's so much choice and it requires discipline and 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 work ethic to to maintain these these quality diets with all these temptations being thrown at us all the time so uh, we'll get into this later, but that's why I like keto. That's one of the main benefits of keto and why I enjoy it so much is because it, it takes that, it takes, eliminates just about all those temptations. They're gone. Cause I don't feel like that. Cause I my all that leptin and, uh, which we'll get into later is, uh, it, it, in my body it makes me not crave carbs. It doesn't make me crave food. So I'm quite satisfied all the time and I feel good. Uh, so that's, that's why being, well, I've been a yo-yo dieter, but I'm no longer a yo-yo dieter. I'm someone that can maintain and has maintained this for quite a while now. Even after I recently competed in a bodybuilding show, and usually what happens, and this is what happens when I was young, I competed in bodybuilding shows, I would gain, I was proud of it. I'd gain 24 kilos, 22 kilos in, in you know a month. I'd gain seven kilos the next day because I'd just go back to eating whatever. I would just go completely the opposite way for a little while and um, it'd take me a while just to level out because I'd just go crazy with food. After this comp, I competed, I've only gained five kilos of weight which is amazing considering I've, and that's what was about three months ago that I've done that. And uh, usually if you're going to eat and you're going to eat crazy and anyone that's competed before will know this or done something like got ready for a wedding or, you know, some sort of athletic event and really had to diet down, they usually blow out the other way and I didn't. And keto is absolute testament to that and uh, I absolutely love it for it. Now, why that is helpful is because it helps me with my self esteem and my confidence. I'm a fitness trainer. So for me to gain 20 kilos of weight isn't going to be good and it's going to make me feel bad and shitty about myself. So now I'm able to maintain that and just and have and, you know, still enjoy it. I still don't feel like I'm missing out on things. I make beautiful fat bombs and, you know, lovely little... Little keto cakes and make my beautiful steaks and stuff every night I love cooking now it's something that I love to do and I never used to love it before I thought it was just a chore I'd have to try and get someone else to do it so yeah really really good um, it stops yo-yo dieting another thing that's um, been an issue for me is alcohol alcohol has always been an issue for me uh, Being that if you're listening for the first time and you don't know me, um, it is hard to talk about, but uh, it's important that you guys understand me so that when we move forward and you listen to more of my podcasts, you're going to know that I am not someone who's just been you know, had an eight pack my whole life and, and just amazing genetics. And I didn't have any issues or emotional issues going with food or alcohol or anything like that. I would had all of them. And the reason why I can help you with all this is because I've had all of them. Um, there's, there's no, there's no point in me just living this strict ass lifestyle. I've never felt what it, the pain of, of eating something I shouldn't or whatever. And it's, and it's, it's, it's accentuated while I'm in the bubble of being in the fitness industry. So you always have this pressure that you've got to look good. you got to, you got to represent what you're doing because, who's going to want to train you and where are you going to get the credibility if you look like crap you know i understand i wouldn't want to train with someone that did that didn't look like they were doing or no, you know they might know what they're doing but they didn't have discipline to do it. it does not relate a lot of credibility it's like being a financial advisor with no money uh or a mechanic with a terrible car you've got to be in, in shape as a fitness trainer but so with alcohol i used to go through bad habits i'd be just drinking every night and um not to the point where I drink during the day, but I, I I drink every day, and it really really got became a a real issue for me with with everything that I was doing. So um, one thing keto did help me with is it helped me not crave it and it's it's funny like that there's no research on it or i don't think there is i've never really looked into it but getting my getting that discipline and 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 with discipline without need of discipline is getting that that consistent eating and staying lean and feeling great healthy and in shape it actually made me not want to drink alcohol as much yes i still do but um not very much maybe on a weekend on a saturday i might have a couple glasses of wine but it's really curved that so it's i just wanted you to know that uh, as I said, moving forward to know that I have been there if you've been there and we can work through it together. Also, having kids, I've had, I've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old, that really changed my focus about eating and drinking. Uh, I was always on a quest after about five years ago, as soon as my son was born, I was on a quest to find food, to find a diet that was sustainable because I was really a heavy guy, big, you know, powerlifting looking guy, um, a lot of muscle, but a lot of water and fat too, because I ate so much. When my son was born, I really like, this is, has to, I have to dial this in. This really has to be something that I have to bring back to my, um, uh, and, 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 and care about my health because I have other person to worry about. I can't, I have to be on this earth with my son and, for, and now daughter for as long as I long as I can. So, I really did go on this, this uh, journey of looking for things to eat and stuff. I did lose weight. And it wasn't, you know, with over the five year journey, I've really uh, found things that have really got me down and got me leaned out. I started doing more cardio, I started uh, doing more cross training with my training, I just weights all the time, and uh, really looking at my health that way. But um, when it still came to food, I would still be eating trying to eat clean during the day, I'd have carbs and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, protein, tuna, and you know, protein shakes and fruit and all that sort of stuff and I'd eat it and then I get tonight and I would be starving and ravenous so I would want to go and eat chocolates and biscuits and all this sort of stuff that really didn't help with anything at all so and then now it's bringing me back um it bring me full circle back to this and I tried the keto um and uh worked like a treat now I haven't spoken about this before but I'll talk about it now but uh when I very first, uh, it was the final. It was the answer to my problems because what I needed was a real change. And what happened to me was uh, about eight months ago, almost to the day. My um, my wife and I separated, which is fine. I mean, I love her to death, but uh, I can talk finally talk about it now. We weren't. not we are not together anymore, and that was a big change in my life. And it it was devastating, to be quite honest with you. And I needed something in my life to really focus on and knuckle down with and make me feel good that I had something in control. I know we've all felt like that before where you just feel like your life's out of control and nothing's working for you and things suck, But. For me, uh, having my diet, oh, I'm sorry, this gets a bit emotional. Uh, for me, having at least something like controlling my body with my food was was important to me. It allowed me to focus on myself and give me something uh, that was beneficial to me. And uh, so I, I had tried keto maybe two or three months earlier uh, with limited success. I don't think I was doing it right. I don't think I did the right thing. I did it for a couple of weeks. I didn't enjoy it at all. But I I got to this point and, you know, I'm sitting in my house by myself and I, you know, I didn't really want to be thinking about it. I was, you know, mentally not there. So I'm like, right, I'm going to try this keto again because I did read some articles and some research about it leveling off your emotions and making you a little bit calmer and the anxiety and stuff like that. So I thought, and the reason I started keto was for that exact reason, is because of that, is because I wanted to feel more calm. It wasn't to lose weight or feel like shredded or you know just uh, have amazing health benefits. It was really for my emotional and mental state. So I started keto eight months ago, proper, full on. I did the research. I said, this is what I'm gonna do, and I did it. And I tell you what, it has helped me immensely, not just for everything else it's done for me, but it's really helped me with uh, my emotional states and my mental states, it has really alleviated alleviated a lot of anxiety and mental stress. I'm not saying I it's completely knocked it out, but what it's done instead of it being you know big waves, it's now little waves, little waves. So whenever I if there's something that's that's not right in my life or whatever, I don't get highly emotional about it. I get a little bit emotional about it, which is good because I want that. I want to be able to keep it in track and keep it, keep it, keep it, um, you know, not to get out of control and control my life. And I'm telling you, keto has really changed that for me because when I have high carb days or I have a cheat or something like that, which I do, it's different. I feel way more emotional. Things become more stressful. My anxiety levels go up, and and uh, there has been a little bit of research on that with people with, I believe, it psychiatric pa- patients and things like that, but not a lot. So I think that is something that they could work on down the track, particularly for, I think, in my opinion, for people uh, with depression or people with anxiety problems and things like that. A ketogenic diet, I, in anecdotally for me, has really, really helped me and pushed me to to stay in a stable state and allowed me to get on with my life and and move forward in a a good, uh, healthy uh, way without just doing silly things or anything like that. So that was the reason I started keto and why I, I, to this day, recommend it to nearly everyone. Uh, I think it is the holy grail of diets, it allows for high energy and low body fat. And like I said, it's not, that's not the only issue if I mean, the only benefits of it. But most people if I could tell you that uh, you're gonna drop body fat quite rapidly and you're gonna increase your energy so that you feel good all the the time, you're more than likely gonna think that's the best diet on earth because those are the two things most people want is energy and to to be fit and healthy. Uh, But there's a lot of other benefits which we'll go through uh, in the next podcast of why why, uh, the ketogenic diet is beneficial and the seven benefits of it. But in my opinion, in the next five to ten to twenty years, keto is going to be the biggest thing that's ever hit hit uh, the nutrition nutrition, in my opinion, because it's becoming bigger and bigger now, and uh, there's getting a lot of resistance against it. Now, look, it's not for everyone. You know, some people will disagree with me. Whatever, I don't care. And you know what? I think other diets are great too. Uh, I've been on them; they all work, and I. Th- the, uh, why I like the ketogenic diet is because it gives keeps helps me keep my body fat low my energy good and it helps keep me calm and in control. Now that may not be what you want, you may want to build tons of muscle or uh, you enjoy the feeling of, of having you know carb eating carbs, because some people like that. Super high and then the super low. I prefer to feel consistently good all, all all day long. But that's really my that's my opinion, and other people have their opinions. So I'm not going to diss any other diets. I don't I don't think you know vegan diets, you know uh, Presbyterian, you know just regular bodybuilding style diets or the regular diet. Fine, you know whatever the you know AMA recommend. That's fine. It's what you want to do. But I'm only going to talk about keto. I don't keep it positive, and this is going to be a great podcast for that. So. If you have any questions at the end, I'll leave, uh, you can hear in the outro the email address that I, that I give. Send me any questions you have or tell me about your relationship with food and what you had. And, you know, I, I, it, it makes me feel good because sometimes I feel like you are alone and you, you, it's hard to talk about because, you know, I am a fitness trainer and, you know, I'm supposed to know have all the answers, but I don't. And the reason why I can help people with this is because I didn't have all the answers and I had to figure it out for myself. So I want to help you, you help me, and we all work together. So what is keto? Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some idea or you really, really want to find out about it. But either way, you probably heard a lot in the news and uh, and Facebook, social media lately because there is a lot about it. Everyone talks about it and goes on about it. Um, whoop. Yeah, But the ketogenic diet. Why is that doing that? Um, there we go. The ketogenic diet is well known for being a low-carb diet, where the body produces ketones in the liver to be used as energy. It's referred to as many different names, like the ketogenic diet, low-carb diet, low-carb high-fat diet, etc., uh, etc. Et the macros of the ketogenic diet is seventy percent fat. 25% protein and uh, 5% carbs. So it's a little bit, this is where people get a little bit iffy about it. When you see this for the first time, you're like, holy moly, 70% fat. Did you write that right? You sure that's not 70% protein? I get asked that a lot. And people, because we're brain drilled into our brain by by the last 30 or 40 years of, of food, uh, how we're supposed to eat food, we get really confused with, oh, Shouldn't we be on a low-fat diet? Isn't low-fat diet better for you? Isn't low-fat diet, you know, what what, what everyone recommends? Yeah, it has been for 30 years, but if you look at the uh, issues that we've got now with, you know... Uh uh, irritable bowel, and, uh, and you know, uh, insulin issues, diabetes, things like that. People, just all sorts of conditions that people get now because they're eating processed carbohydrates. Now you can eat a healthy carbohydrate diet, but most people don't. Most people aren't gonna sit there like half the bodybuilders do and eat, you know, the, you know, the brown rice and the, the sweet potato and you know, these things at every meal. People generally will turn towards, even if they think like rice crackers, for example. Um, rice crackers are, are processed. Cause you don't, there's no circular rice that comes out of the ground and it has um, seasoning on it and tastes like barbecues, barbecue sauce. It's, um, or cheddar cheese or seaweed. Anything that's been made, if you look on the pack and I'll tell you my number one rule of food is eat foods with one ingredient. Now that means if you're eating a grass fed beef steak, that has grass-fed beef steak in it. It has nothing else. If, if, if that's all it is. Generally speaking, let's hope so. Um, you know, if you're eating a tomato, a tomato will generally only have tomato in it. Lettuce only has lettuce in it. And so you really want to stay away from processed foods. Foods with like, like say, for example, rice crackers, which is a lot of what people think is healthy. If you look on the packet, it's probably got 15 to 20 bloody ingredients in it. And you know, that's not good for you. So most people generally won't eat unprocessed carbohydrates all the time they will generally process carbohydrates and think it's healthy and that's where you go wrong because the processed carbohydrates is what's killing everyone and and i believe it a lot of people, other people believe it, but that's really, um, you know, neither, near the, near, near the near say or, or, or whatever. It's just that you, you look at the facts of how the low fat industry is going now and it's not making people healthier, it's making people fatter. So they'll take out the low fat, uh, the fat out of the food and then put in, lots of like sugar or carbs or they'll hide it with other things like, um, you know, sugar alcohols and things like that, which I will go down on later podcast and talk about, which don't, that, which can raise your blood sugar levels, but don't, don't register as carbs. They're not, don't technically have to write them as carbs. So you think you're eating these sugar-free, um, foods, low fat, and they're actually not that good for you at all. So, um, and another thing is people will need to understand the ketogenic diet is different from the Atkins diet. It's not the same thing and always remember this when anyone ever says it to you, the Akin diet is actually the opposite. It's actually high protein, moderate fat, low carb whereas the the keto diet is high fat, moderate protein, low carb. So that's really where the difference is. So it's really, my opinion, um, a much better diet than the Atkins diet. And it really, the Atkins diet kind of fell off along the way because people can't sustain a high protein diet all the time. Uh, just It's just not good on the, on the kidneys because your body's excreting all this protein. Your body has to convert the protein uh, via this thing, which I love to say gluconeogenesis into, into, your, into your carbs or your glycogen. And uh, that's a very inefficient way for your body to do it. So you get tired and crabby and feel like crap. So that's hence why that gain popularity, you lose a lot of weight on it. You'll feel, you, you'll feel like crap, but you'll lose a lot of weight on it. And uh, yeah, you won't sustain that diet for a very long time. Whereas if you go flip the switch and do a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet, you're switching and your body's producing ketones. And it's much, much more efficient way for your body to run by eliminating carb, carbs and reducing your protein down, increasing your fat. We trick our liver into producing ketones, which use fat as a primary source of fuel. Now, this is a this is kind of like I like to use the analogy of uh, of petrol and diesel. So, you're when you're running, you're a sugar burner. You're you're, you're you know using uh, glycogen generally, which is basically carbs. Um, in, in as as your primary source of fuel, and then when you go down and you switch over to diesel, you're using ketones as your primary source of fuel. So that's 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 the big difference. Uh, I there's benefits of both, absolutely, because I said I've done both. But um, in terms of like a lifestyle thing. Uh, and I'm not talking athletes here, but I have had, I've got athletes that absolutely swear by it, but I'm talking for the general population who, 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 uh, who eat and want just want to feel good, look good and such like that. Uh, keto is definitely, I think superior as in it's longer lasting energy. You feel good. You don't have to eat every two hours. You, you know, for busy lifestyles, if you're, you know, you're stuck, you know, way out, um, you know, in busy in a on your job and you've got you know, you don't eat for six hours, you're not going to have a massive drop in blood sugar because your, your body doesn't use blood sugar that much anymore. It barely uses it. So it'll be using ketones. So you'll feel full and have energy the whole day long because your body just basically stores on body fat as fuel. It's a much more slower, more efficient burning fuel like diesel. So that's why I like to use the petrol diesel uh, uh, analogy. It's based more around the premise that your body was was designed to be more efficiently as a fat burner than a sugar burner. Um, And when you produce ketones, you'll be in a state called ketosis. Now ketosis is when your body's um, running on ketones as energy or predominantly on ketones as energy. Now this is always in a state of flux and a lot of people don't need to remember this because people start testing their ketones like every bloody 10 minutes you can you can be back you know you you can you can um if you have enough g i high g i foods or you not have enough carbohydrates, your body will will start switching and will go to its primary source, which it likes to use uh the pancreas to excrete insulin and you go on back on that process again very quickly it can do that, so don't think that you, it doesn't happen you just once you in ketosis like it's very hard to get out and hard to get back in no not really. It depends how many carbs you eat, but your body will, you know, at some point be using your pancreas at some point to excrete insulin and um, go through that whole process. So you're not always in ketosis, you're in a state of flux, but you're trying to keep that state of ketosis as long as you can to get the maximum amount of benefits. Uh, All right. So what is ketosis? Ketosis is a metabolic state of having ketones in the blood, typically at at uh, 0.5 millimoles per liter. Don't worry, that's a medical term. It just means that you're basically, body's producing somewhat ketones. If you're above that, that's fine. Uh, The purpose of the ketogenic diet is in such a way that high-fat, adequate protein, low-carb, so it induces your body into ketosis. So on a, how does ketosis work? So on a traditional high carb diet, which most people do, your glucose levels rise, your pancreas excretes insulin, your insulin shuttles the glucose into, sh- into the cells, creates energy. Whereas in the ketogenic diet, the high fat diet, the glucose levels fall right down, so the lipus li, releases stored triglycerides, and the fatty acids travel to the liver, and the liver produces ketones, which creates energy. You don't really need to know that. You do or you don't. Like it's, it, it just basically means you're running on petrol, you're running on diesel, and um, you, you, it's, it's a slightly different state, and you'll, you'll feel it. Um, like I said before, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I just have a preference for for the ketogenic diet. I think it's far more sustainable than eating a higher carb diet, in my opinion, and, it, and I think it gives you much more benefit. Uh, eh, On the uh, traditional higher carb diet, you the problem with that is that you only uh, you have to eat regularly or that 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 because you because your body only stores so much glucose uh, in your body, it it can it can run uh, sorry, glycogen in your muscles, uh, sorry, glucose and glycogen. It it can run out and if it runs out or it drops your body starts craving more carbs and things like that because it's your primary source you feel like eating cakes and lollies and all that sort of stuff and chocolate at your at your points where generally it's at slower so at 10 o'clock three o'clock eight o'clock nine o'clock at night you're probably uh, at a low state of your blood sugar so your body's craving these things so you feel like you know chocolate or lollies or ice cream or or you know biscuits these are the things you have and when you're in ketosis because your body produces high levels of leptin which is hormone your body produces just make you feel full and also you don't require the blood the blood sugar levels aren't your pancreas isn't really using much uh isn't isn't uh, being raised to uh, create insulin uh you don't feel like it as much you just don't feel like it much so hence makes staying on a on a on a calorie controlled diet much easier so it's much easier to lose weight uh so the primary function of the ketogenic diet is to put the body into ketosis and that's that's basically what is what like I just explained before. If if you want um if you want if you want to just get into ketosis, stay on the ketogenic diet. Sometimes it can take two to four days. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer. Some people takes a week, two weeks. It really depends. Now this is anecdotal, but I would say it's based on um, if you're an athlete or you generally eat a lower carb diet. I don't think it would be this hard. I think it's a lot easier to do it. Uh, what you'll find is. Uh, People who have been eating a high carb diet for a long time will generally find it hard to switch over and sort of create that. So athletes and things like that, people who've been training for a long time, I find them find it find it easy to get on the ketogenic lifestyle or um, people who generally have like eat, quite good all the time you get a few issues sometimes if you generally like eating sugar a lot your body can crave carbs initially you can feel like you're going like a drug drug withdrawal which basically what it is and that's that's that can be an issue so who's the ketogenic diet for so i think the ketogenic diet is normally very safe it's really a lifestyle diet that is for everyone but there are three groups that often require special consideration so initially, so the probably the main one is do you take medications for diabetes insulin etc such if you're a type 1 diabetic I probably wouldn't recommend this at all for anyone um, it's really bad It actually creates ketoacidosis which can be fa- which can be fatal so your body just keeps producing ketones and more ketones and more ketones until you get acid in your blood and it can cause a whole world of issues where you can you know, literally die. So I would say, even if you're a type two diabetic, I would still go and see and consult a a medical professional or something like that, just to make sure that it's right for you. Uh, I think anyone should anyway. So if you're, if you like have other issues or anything, go and see a doctor, but a good GP, one that that's willing to listen because some GPs are really good with the keto diet. They're recommended to people and, and such. Um, but some people are still fairly ignorant, even doctors to, to toward this thing. So, um, Uh, people who take um, medication for high blood pressure. Now, the funny story about this is the reason why You have to be careful on the ketogenic diet is if you have high blood pressure and you take medication for it it's not that it can raise your blood pressure It actually dramatically drops it quick and i found that out personally and so did my dad is that when you take the when you take the medication um oh sorry if you if you have high blood pressure which mine was slightly elevated it wasn't wasn't good uh my blood pressure dropped back to normal within weeks like a couple of weeks i think three weeks it was back down to i think it was 130 over 75 which is pretty much normal and that was, that was yeah, a matter of weeks. If you're on medication and you're taking it and then your blood pressure drops right down with the medication, you're going to be way lower than you normally are and you're going to be fainting and things like that. That's why you can't do it with uh, high blood pressure. Also, if you breastfeed uh, low, cal- low carb diets can lead to ketoacidosis uh, for people who breastfeed, uh, so people, women who breastfeed. Uh, so you need to be a little bit careful with that. If you're breastfeeding, I wouldn't recommend it. Even anyone with special conditions and anything, really go and see your doctor, go and talk to him about it. Um, you know, it's, I think keto's relatively safe for anyone except for if you 're taking medications for blood pressure and also you 're a type one diabetic, literally anyone else. I could only read, read one story about a someone who a woman who was breastfeeding and did ketogenic diet and got a few issues with it she didn 't die or anything, but still it 's something that you need to be aware of. But yeah, I truly think the keto diets for pretty much anyone, anyone that wants to wants to have a lifestyle and feel good and not have to be going on these yo-yo diets anymore and just eating good, clean food and, and believe it or not, a lot of variety in my opinion and a lot of non-processed food. So, you know, that's the problem when you go to keto is that people tend to think that everyone eats bacon all the time and bloody um, butter and things like that. Yes and no, you can do that, but... I've used this analogy a lot and I, I don't have anything grunts, vegans, vegans are fine. You can even do a vegan keto diet. You can technically be plant-based and eat nothing but Pringles and Oreos all day because technically keto, uh, sorry, uh, Oreos and Pringles are vegan. So you could just eat that nothing but Pringles and Oreos all day long and kombucha or whatever you drink and, and still be considered uh, a vegan. So that's, that's, that's where it's at. Like with any diet, really, you can you can be on a high carb, low fat diet and get fat as a house because you're eating nothing but processed carbohydrates uh, all day long. You know, uh, you go like Fruit Loops and things like that. Don't have a lot of fat in them, but they've got a lot of sugar. So it really depends on on you know the spectrums to every diet. And the keto is, is there's no excuse. The same with keto. If you look on my Instagram page, you'll find um, that's Mick underscore ke, ke, uh, sorry. Keto underscore Mick, uh, Instagram, um, you'll see my food. I have a very clean eating diet where I, I eat a lot of organic, a lot of vegetables, uh, a lot of clean meats and um, eggs and such. So I try to keep it relatively uh, clean and variety and have lots of different like berries and things like that and uh, walnuts and things like that. So I do have a good diet. And that, hence why I get I get the dividends of staying lean and in shape and stuff all the time because of that. Now you can go and eat bacon and go and eat uh, you know copious amounts of cheese and and uh, all sorts of bad bad foods. Well, they're not bad, but if you eat them in large quantities, they're not going to be good for you. And and you know you need excessive amounts of calories and put on weight. And people think that's keto, but that's not always keto. So just just keep that in mind. Keto keto is like everything else. There's spectrums to it. Okay, so the the keto food pyramid is something that I want to talk about in this podcast because it's something that is very, this is why it's so controversial and why it's such a big thing uh, with people and they don't like it is because it's basically the upside down food pyramid. Now, if you look at the food pyramids that they've got going, uh, if you... And our perfect example is this on every Kellogg's box in the entire world, you look on the side and it will have a picture of that bloody food pyramid. And you know why it has that picture of that food pyramid is because at the bottom of that pyramid, at the biggest part, it has five to seven days of carbohydrates or five five to seven servings a day of carbohydrates. Why would they do that? Well, because they're selling bloody carbohydrates. Of course, they're going to do that. And eating all that carbs all day is not going to be good for you, in my opinion. It's processed. And the one I'm looking at, it's got a picture of bread processed, cornflakes processed, pasta, which is processed, and other breads as processed. The only thing that isn't processed on there, I think, is the, uh, the potatoes. So you've got got—you've got all these processed carbohydrates on the bottom. You telling me that's a that's a healthy lifestyle? I don't think so. You know, you, one, you're gonna, your blood sugar levels are going to be going up and down and left and right. It's not going to be good. You're going to be tired. You're going to be awake. You're going to be tired. You're going to be awake. And you're just living on this roller coaster and you're stuck to this, this prison of feeling good and feeling bad and just having to make sure you eat regularly all the time or you're just going to feel like crap. And hence the leads to weight gain because you're constantly trying to feed your blood sugar. You might as well be a bloody diabetic um danny so that's the bottom one this is the 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 pyramid we have now uh above that is your fruit and veggies so which is good two servings of fruit and veggies a day i still think it should be more i think there should be three to four servings of vegetables a day and maybe one serving of fruit berries but in keto you want the low gi uh, fruits which is basically anything berry strawberries blueberries, blueberries raspberries mulberries those things uh, are really good Probably cut out. See, if you ate a whole banana, you'll basically kick yourself out of ketosis for an entire day because there's 21, 21 grams of carb uh, sugars in that, and it's high GI. So I probably wouldn't recommend uh, bananas. But I there is lists of keto foods you can get on the internet, of, especially with fruit. Uh, so avocados are another good fruit. Same with olives. Uh, so that's not too bad. You got it above. You got meat meat alternatives, uh, which is you know two to three servings of meat a day, and and uh, dairy and stuff. I would probably recommend, but if you're doing keto, you're probably only eating, you know, two or three times a day, so that probably is right um, around about what you should be eating. Uh, I would probably only recommend two to three servings of that a day. You wouldn't eat more. I mean, if you're eating ketogenic diet and you're eating six times a day, you're probably not doing it right. Uh, initially, that's what I did because I was still used to that bodybuilding eat two to three times, two or two two to three, every two to three hours, and blah blah blah. Then I realized it didn't make any difference if I didn't eat, you know, for 8 9 hours it didn't really matter that much I didn't lose muscle I didn't feel I actually felt better it wasn't my stomach wasn't trying to digest all this food all the time and so on and up the top you've got fats oils sugar and salt using small amounts now sugar yes I completely think you should I don't care what diet you're on they're absolutely right with that in food diet uh, pyramid cut it out completely cut it out sugar is the enemy and it's really it doesn't rec- in my opinion, doesn't, doesn't help you at all, that much at all. I live without it for a while now. And I only think it is a nuisance more than help me with anything. And you, people might disagree with me when you're, you know, you're training or you're doing like, you know, hard, intense exercise, but I do hard, intense exercise and I don't use sugar at all. And I feel better. So you, you tell me, so, salt look, I think salt gets a big rap, like, uh, not rap. I think salt gets, gets, gets used as in a poor, 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 in a poor way a lot of the times because salt I mean unless you're eating immense amounts of salt I don't think there's anything wrong with a bit of salt like I don't add salt to too much stuff but eating, you know, if you're eating nothing but salty foods, yeah, probably not, but, and I probably wouldn't be adding too much salted to things, but you know, you can get, if you're not eating enough salt, you're going to, especially on the keto diet, because you're not eating any carbs, you you get very dehydrated and you, your electrolytes and stuff like that. So you need to replace the salt. So salt becomes a bit more of a um, thing you need to eat when you're on the ketogenic diet, just for that reason, because you do, you do tend to lose a lot of water weight and you uh, can get cramps and things like that. In terms of fats and oils, it should be the other way around fats and oils and and things like that should be on the bottom. It should actually be, so if you go to the ketogenic diet, the bottom of the food pyramid, instead of having the rice and bread alternatives and whatever you got down there, you've got the oils and fats and nuts, so you've got coconut oil, avocados, ghee, uh, olive oil, butter, grass-fed butter preferably, walnuts and nuts and things like that. Those are the things that should be on the ketogenic diet. They're the things that are, they're the things that, so the 70% fat should come from all those things. Those things are amazing, and they're gonna give you an amazing amount of energy, they're gonna make you feel full and feel good, and, uh, Really, really good for you i don 't care you you can for every bit of research that someone right might be listening now and say you know saturated fat 's bad or or coconut oil's bad for you or avocados are bad for you. I can um, rip, uh, come back at you like and um, show you the research that says that it isn 't and i 've never felt better in my life, and anyone that 's done the ketogenic diet generally will say the same thing so. I don't think fats is the problem. They've been giving, a, got a hard time for a long time. And I'm telling you right now, it's processed carbohydrates and sugar that's causing the problems. Uh, and there has been a study uh, recently done on saturated fat, which a lot of those things have saturated fat in it. And they found, it was a meta study. It wasn't a study of one study. It was a meta study. It was a study of a lot of studies that said that there was no uh, high, levels or high levels of saturated fat, and I'm paraphrasing here. I'm pretty sure this is right on the money. Uh, the, the high levels of saturated fat uh, didn't indicate, uh, there wasn't a sh- they didn't show any correlation between cardiovascular disease and heart disease. And there was a positive inverse relationship that showed that people who ate saturated fat or more of it had less indication of cardiovascular disease and heart disease. So that really shows that maybe it isn't saturated fat that is a problem. Uh, So second on the chart, um, if we got the pyramid, we're looking at uh, green vegetables, which is what I eat a lot of green vegetables, like asparagus, uh, spinach, uh, broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts, lettuce, and meat, meat as well, so meat as a second. So you wanna eat a fair amount of those. They're really good, so I'll pretty much have meat, and uh, well, sometimes I won't, but mostly meat and eggs and stuff, and avocado, and some sort of green vegetables, preferably spinach at every meal. And then above that, you've got dairy and eggs and things like that. Look, you want to have dairy. Some people make that a massive part of their keto diet. I don't recommend it. All that dairy is no good for you. But cream or cheese and eggs and things like that, absolutely fantastic part of your ketogenic diet and at the very very top you've got berries so as i was saying strawberries blueberries raspberries and you know, even things like cherries and things like that if you eat small amounts of those uh, and i have a little bit every day then you get you most of your fruit you get your fruit from your avocados and your berries so people feel like they're missing out of fruit fruit <coughs> in my opinion is uh people get sucked into it thinking that it's the be all and end all. people generally tend to lack vegetables not fruit Fruit, fruit's okay, but it's got, some, it's got a fair amount of sugar in it and uh, not always the best, especially people eating it in juices. Juices are the worst thing you can have. They're basically concentrating, taking out all the good stuff out of, uh, out of so the fiber and stuff in the, and, and, the, and the bulk of the, of the fruit and putting it into a, a concentrated amount of sugar. And uh, people think they're eating healthy and they wonder why they're getting fat, but there's almost the same amount of sugar in a glass of orange juice as there is in a Coke. Um, it's just not as processed. So, you know, each to their own, I guess. Uh, so just lastly, we're going to talk about the three types of ketogenic diets. So these, this is important to know because they're not all the same and some, although that mostly people do the same type of, well, there's actually four, but, uh, the, the three main types of ketogenic diets, um, most people do the standard ketogenic diet. So, uh, the standard ketogenic diet is for the majority of people and the standard uh, it is basically getting your net grams of carbs and that's what I'll go into another podcast and we'll talk about that. 20 to 50 grams of net carbs a day. So that's basically the premise of it, is you need to get it below, they've worked out below that point, you, and you keep your protein moderate and your fat high, you will generally get yourself into a state of ketosis at a pretty rapid rate, and you'll stay there if you can do that. And net carbs is basically, um, you've got a minus off your dietary fiber and half of your uh, sugar alcohols, which I'll go into more detail at another point. But basically, you can eat a fair bit and you can still eat, there will be some amount of carbohydrates in literally everything you eat, unless you're eating bacon or some sort of meat, there'd generally be something in, in a bit of that and you'll get it. And if it's got dietary fiber, that doesn't count because it'll basically pass through your system and won't, won't be absorbed and it, your pancreas won't, won't, won't recognize it and you won't uh, create insulin. Uh, so that's your standard typical ketogenic diet. And that's the one I'll be talking about pretty much the whole time. I don't really have anything to do with the target or the cynical um, ketogenic diet, although the cynical ketogenic diet, I have had a little bit of experience with. Uh, so the targeted ketogenic diet, um, is re- it has been proven in recent studies to be outdated, and I have given this to people who really just think they need carbs before they train. Uh, but you eat the same the same sort of thing, twenty to twenty five to fifty grams of net carbs a day. But before exercise, you eat some carbs, and so that might be a banana or something like that. Because the theory is that you'll burn it up while you train. But on my opinion, if you're in the if you're in the if you're in ketosis. You don't really need it. You, you don't. Your body's burning. I train. I'm fat adapted now. I can train for two hours and I don't get tired and I feel like I need that boost of energy. It's more of like a crutch that, that you just go sort like, of, I need, I need something, I need something. No, not really. It's kind of like pre-workout. These people who get addicted to pre-workouts and stuff and they're just wasting their money every month buying it and they constantly have to have it even just to get baseline to feel normal. They can't, then they can't train without it. So I don't recommend it. You know, if you're going to do it, probably do it on a day that you really feel tired and sucking. And you need something in your belly or whatever. You might have had a, you know, a boozy weekend or something, and you, you're not you're not really in ketosis, so you might need the carbs. But generally speaking, if you can do without it, do without it. Uh, and then you got the last one, which is the, uh, whoops, the cynical uh, uh, ketogenic diet, which is good. Uh, oh. Sorry, let me digress. So in the targeted ketogenic diet, if you need if you need the carbs, use something called MCT, which is medium chain triglycerides, which is a fantastic uh, product. I it's been around for years. I remember reading about it and seeing it in the nineties when I was bodybuilding. But the MCT oil it's kind of like works like a, like a simple sugar for fat, which is fat, but it's fat. And it'll run run to the straight. Your body will basically use it as energy and you'll feel really good on it. It's it's excellent. I put it in my coffee every day, but um, you can use that instead. So you can stay in ketosis and things like that. So that's what I use anyway. Uh, then your cynical uh, ketogenic diet was traditionally used by bodybuilders. So you'll eat coke, low carb keto for several days and then have a couple of days of high carb. I've done this before. It works pretty well. Like it really does. It's great for like helping to build muscle and things like that, and keeping your body trick, tricking your body, and keeping it in a, in a state of flux, and not knowing what's going on. Or you get a lot of bodybuilders doing it this way. So they'll eat their typical, typical high carb diet uh, throughout the year, trying to put on muscle and build size. And then what they'll do is they'll do a ketogenic diet for to compete in a bodybuilding show. Because it's I, in my opinion, and obviously theirs, that ketogenic's great for getting shredded and leaning up, which I would totally agree. In terms of building muscle. I, I'm not at that level, uh, anymore of trying to get as big as I possibly can. So, but I do find that it helps It's not, not, uh, I'm not losing muscle on it and I'm still gaining at the same rate as I was when I was doing a higher carb diet. But as I said, I'm not right into where, you know, the levels that some guys at. So I couldn't, I can't comment on, you know, at a higher level bodybuilding what that's at, but I build a lot of muscle over the years. So I can, I'm maintaining it and slightly building it from now on. It's hard to tell. It'd be very interesting to see what a ketogenic diet would be for someone that's starting out with bodybuilding and then going on it. I don't know, but that would be something I'd like to work with. A, uh, have a client that i work with later on with that. That's something I'd love to do because I, I still think there's massive benefits for it. But as I said, I'm not going to comment on something I don't know about. But so those are the three types of diets. The, I would say we're going to talk mostly about the standard one, um, but it's really good for fat fat um, fat loss and, and also building muscle in my opinion. But whether it's at the same point as the high carbohydrate diet, I'm not quite sure. But um, it definitely will for people who just want a lifestyle diet and also something easy to stick to, something that you can maintain for a long time, it will build muscle, don't worry about that. Uh, and there's also the therapeutic diet, which, which is a low calorie diet under 20 grams per day for cancer patients. This has been going for a very long time. I used to, I knew of someone that did this a long time ago. Uh, basically the theory is that you, the cancer feeds on sugar. And if you, if you keep your, if you keep that down, right down, you starve the cancer. And there's been a lot of, uh, people who've got great benefits out of the, out of the, uh, the therapeutic ketogenic diet and, <clears throat> and, um, and help cure the cancer. So, Doctors will recommend it for cancer patients, uh, but it's very, very strict and you you really can't eat any carbs at all. Basically, all that comes from like trace elements from from the food that you eat during the day. So that's my, uh, that's my, that's today. So that's the podcast for today. We went out about 52 minutes. So uh, on the outro, you're gonna hear a email that you can send me to, send it, send to, uh me uh and i can answer any questions or any feedback that you have on anything but i would love to continue to do this so your support would be amazing if you download it and uh, look at it, but this has been my very first podcast so next week we 're going to talk about the benefits of keto i 'm going to go into a lot more detail about them and why they're good for you and how you're going to get how you're going to get benefit out of it and why I love it so much and why so many other people love it so if you want to um, get on with it, this is something to listen to. go to uh, keto underscore Mick um, uh, at Instagram, or you can go to my Facebook page, which is the keto life uh, keto life uh, at Facebook. So you can have a look at that because a, it's a group it's a group uh, forum and you can post your food and talk about stuff, ask questions that you may have and I'll answer them myself. So I really appreciate your time today. It's been amazing. Um, as I said, again, please let me know, give me some feedback and subscribe, give me a five-star rating. I would love it a lot. So, and if you have any questions about what you want me to talk about, I will talk about any questions you have and I'll, and I'll mention you on the podcast. So uh, until next week, have a keto kind of day, everyone. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Keto Life Podcast. Please feel free to leave us a review, rate us, or email at ketolife.mick at gmail.com. Have a keto kind of day, everyone.